This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I am your host, Gianna, and today we are talking to Ben Meyer, all about his story with EXP. So Ben, thank you for joining today. Thanks for having me on. Of course. So um, let's let's talk about it. Who are you? What market are you in? How did you wind up in real estate? Sure. So I'm out of Wichita, Kansas. Been born and raised here my whole life. I've had my license for about seven years total. Been... This is my fourth brokerage at EXP that I've been at. Um, started at a red one, hopped to another red one, hopped to a blue and red one, and now I'm at a blue one. I'll let you <laughs> guess which ones those are. But I don't okay, need to name names. But um, I got into the industry from the standpoint of the construction side of things. I've had a construction background for uh, coming up on 10 years now. Came into the industry not really expecting it. Um, I started off as a handyman running Craigslist ads. So that was my first writing my own Craigslist ads, working out of my bedroom and my garage. And that's kind of where, where my entrepreneurial story first started mm-hmm. was doing stuff like that. Like I had a toolbox and a truck box and a truck and I was working for like $15 an hour as an independent contractor doing handyman jobs, like happy as shit. Wow. So I'm like, I'm a business owner, <laughs> but I'm making 50. I ain't making shit. <laughs> but I was just happy to be out there on my own, making my own deals come through because my current construction job didn't have enough work coming in. So I started generating my own work. And that's my first, I guess, whack it, lead generation, generating my own business, that kind of thing. And um, did a lot through Craigslist ad and started to do a lot of insurance work on houses and then also got into doing the work on flip houses. So I was the guy that would go in and like, I didn't realize how valuable it was at this time, but I would actually show up do what I was going to say, stick to the budget I said I was going to do. And like at the time I was 24 years old. So I was like, just happy as hell. Cause I was making 20 grand in two weeks. I'm like, hell yeah, you give me 20 grand to finish this house. I'm not taking two months. I'm getting it done in two weeks. And I would work for like 12 hours straight in a day, get stuff done, you know, being the guy actually doing the work. Um, so I came in doing all the really hard manual labor type of thing. So I learned a lot about flipping houses from the work construction side of things. And I, didn't realize how valuable that was that I like, I showed up, I honored my commitments. I did stuck to the budget. So for an investor, like I was awesome to them. You know, I was the guy that they're looking for. And I didn't realize at the time, like I was just like, I was raised that way. That's what you do. Like when you say you're going to do it, you do it. You have this price, you stick to it. And that's the price. And like, and my attitude is like the quicker and better I get it done, the more money I make. So this is a win-win for both sides of everything. But um, so I got into flipping houses, uh, kind of learned how to flip them then was flipping my own houses and would try to sell them for sub owner before um, I kicked over a realtor. Cause you know, I didn't think it was that hard houses just sell themselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I got a license because I also thought realtors don't do that much. I can do this. And I got in and I kind of realized like I was kind of half right. Cause a lot of them don't do that much to start on the market. Hopefully it sells. But once I got into it and started learning more on the inside of it all, 
I realized how much opportunity there was to actually really take this seriously, commit to it. And like, it took me a while to really commit to being a realtor because of the stigma around being a realtor is like, they don't know anything. They're just pretty door openers. They're a bunch of idiots. And <laughs> some of that is still kind of true. <laughs> um, so it's kind of, I saw the opportunity there to come in and really provide a better service than what was there. Um, especially with how much digital marketing is going on and everything else. And so I started to like, I bought Boomtown and I bought some leads and I bought everything else. And like, oh. I tried, tried it myself and I was like, man, that's a lot harder than I thought. And this takes a lot of time, money, energy. Why don't I just go join a team? And I did go join a team. And that is hands down, like my best advice for somebody new or start now is like, go join a team, get rid mm-hmm. of the ego, the cockiness, all that. You just don't know what you don't know. And you don't have the money or the knowledge or the experience. And like that team does. And so go apply your hard work and effort to a team because that is hands down the best thing that's taken my career to another level. And so I joined that team, became the top producer on that team, really learned a lot of things on how to do the industry better. And a lot of the things I was trying to bring to the table, my team lead didn't see eye to eye with me on. So I had to go basically create the team I wanted to be on, which Mm -hmm. is still kind of where I'm at and been figuring out different versions of that because I love being an agent and I love helping people buy and sell houses like that's the core of this whole thing and I started my team let's see what was it four and a half five years ago somewhere in there and I've been generating leads ever since and now we're super tech heavy super online heavy um, very digital oriented but at the same time keeping people at the center of it all because we know people is what drives us ultimately and that core connection with people like having a personal touch to the online search experience yeah Um, and I think we have like 17,000 leads in our system now. We use Chime CRM. We're very heavily tech leveraged, but we're also very personalized, if that makes sense. So that's mm-hmm. what's really been leading to our success over the past years. So like in 2020, I personally sold 64 houses myself. Wow. Just being a TC and a really well-built out um, CRM follow-up system, smart plans, property alerts, all those things that go with this on the digital tech side of things while at the same time, not trying to eliminate the human element. Um, so I took a lot of sales class trainings, business class trainings. I went and got certified as a life coach, understand people, how they think, operate, all of that. So that as everything's going more and more digital and people are getting more and more away from the phone, like I stayed there and mm-hmm. amplified those skills so that I got even better at those things that are still needed. Um, and what I'm seeing now too, is it's interesting. Cause like the last two years we've had this crazy market. It's been awesome. Who's there's fastest, who can like make people pay the most amount of money and whoever's quickest and has most money wins. That all like changed in the last two months to where it's like, now we got to return back to like how I initially built my business, which is personal touch, mm-hmm. like getting to know people, slowing down, like more of the one-on-one human connections with things of why are you buying a house? Why are you selling? And like the reason I named it Team Omero is I started to figure this out about the real estate industry that it's not about just opening doors and being a pretty face and the glamorous HGTV shows and all that stuff. It's a lot of really tough, hard situations that most people shy away from are scared of, don't want to talk about. And I kind of realized like I'm the type of person who's good at that. Not saying it's super enjoyable to do, but I like being there for people to be like my team name's team over here. I like to be there for people in the middle of the toughest time in their life. Like one of the most stressful times of life. They need somebody who's competent, who's calm, clear, like got their emotions in check and can guide them through this difficult transaction. That's a big deal. Like, and that's really the core 
like value of what we're here for. Like we've defined our core values of being straightforward, reliable, and having support, which is what people ultimately want, like in a realtor, what they're looking for. They come to our website and they start with houses, but then they do want you as a realtor and as a person. And so you got to start with connecting with the person on a human level. Like, I know you're looking at houses, but why are you looking at houses? Right. Like, what's got you looking at? What's the core life reason that's got you buying and selling houses? Because at the end of the day, like when you look at it, there's been the same amount of houses, if not more sold all the way through 08. Most people don't realize this, that the same amount of houses were sold. Even when the crack, the prices crashed, people were still buying and selling houses. Mm-hmm. Even in the middle of all this were going on, people are still buying and ha- selling houses. Why? Because of life reasons, not because mm-hmm. of the market, life reasons. So get in on the life reason side of this, be personal, go deep, touch people. You're going to win. You're just in this for money. And you're like, oh, how much money can I make this and that? Like, that's going to come through if that's what your intentions are. Yeah. So we'll make a lot of money secondarily on the back end. But the main core piece of this is like connect with people and help them solve their problems. Mm-hmm. And so that gives you, I guess, a seven minute version of my story and how I got here and all that. So hopefully that. Yeah, that's great, Ben. Uh, great spiel. Awesome background there. Uh, kind of been in all aspects of the industry. So, Ben, you know, how were you introduced to EXP? Why did you decide to cut the cord and come on over? Yeah. So previously, I was at a a brokerage that was decent for running my team. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I saw more of what EXP was doing to better service the agent, I saw it to be a better fit to service me because, like. At the time when I was contemplating making a move to doing something different, I was also contemplating like being my own broker and going independent. Be like, I don't need a brokerage really. Like what value does a brokerage really bring to me other than like slowing me down, hold my checks, happen to hold my license, that kind of thing. And so I contemplated the difference of like just being my own broker and, you know, all the things you have to do as a broker. Because most people ask me that, like, are you your own broker? Are you your own broker? It's like, no, you don't really make money being the broker. Like you make money being the guy that's buying and selling the houses. Like, mm-hmm. so I want to keep the core thing, the core thing, which is helping people buy and sell houses. And then basically I looked at it this way. It's like, which brokerage can give me the best deal to service my business? Cause I'm the one driving the business. I'm the one yeah. driving the revenue. Brokerages are a commodity anymore. And that's, that's switched where it's like brokerages used to be the valuable thing because they used to give agents leads. They used to give agents good training. They don't do that anymore. They kind of run an extortion model now. Right. Where it's like EXP gives me the best value for what I pay them because I pay them a 16 grand cap a year. And then with all the EXP icon stock awards and benefits and everything, it comes out to 100% plus to where it's like I actually get paid to be here. And like I look at it this way, it's between their sky slope, sky slope compliance and everything else they do for me. I'd have to go hire someone else to do that to really grow a business. And it's going to cost me a lot more than 16 grand a year. So even right. if I didn't get any of that stock or any of those awards back, it's worth it to me to pay them 16 grand a year to take care of that stuff for me and my business so that I don't have to. Cause like, you don't really want to do all that compliant. It's important. It's valuable. You need it, but it's mm-hmm. not dollar producing. So I looked at that and my different options. Um, so that's just from a core business services standpoint, that's it. But probably the biggest reason that keeps me here and why I'm still here and why I'm growing here is because of the network of people that I've been exposed to and work with. Um, another, um, Actually, the top team in Kansas, Steve Myers, Urban Cool Homes, ICT, recruited me over, and he just recently got his numbers released where he's the number one team in all of Kansas for EXP. I'm the number five team in all of Kansas for EXP, and, like, we're not saying that to, like, brag and stroke our egos and all that, but it's just proof, you know, credibility that, like, what we're saying is legit. Like, it's backed up by the results, not just smoke and mirrors and loudmouth talking. 
Um, right. So having that association with him and like obviously what he's doing to grow really fast because we've had our li our license for about the same amount of time. And um, he's, I think, the number 10 realtor in our entire market, volume-wise wow. and units-wise right now. Mm -hmm. I think I'm like number 34. And, you know, it's kind of taboo to talk about where you're ranked at, but it's like all these realtors look at it and like discuss it. Why don't we just objectively assess where's, are they at and their rankings and their systems. And I might get in trouble for releasing all the stats and saying that here. <laughs> Cause why can we not be transparent about the score, right. like the scoreboard, let's just mm -hmm. look at it. Like the proof is in the results. Um, so that's, that's who got me to come over. But then also like he keeps leading me and connecting me to more and more people at EXP nationwide. I've got referrals from EXP for people coming to Wichita um, you know, being an icon helps at EXP too, because people go look like they go, I need a buyer's agent in Wichita. Who do you want to look up? Basically, it's me or Steve, you know, and it's like, usually I'm more responsive on it. <laughs> so come to me, not Steve. But Okay, good to know. Too, but. That's awesome. Well, you know, Ben, now that you're over here, what is something you love about it or something maybe you didn't expect when you were first moving to the brokerage that you use, you know, almost on a daily basis now? Mm. Good question. So sky slopes, probably the thing we use the most and that mm -hmm. definitely keeps us organized for everything. Um, probably just the support of like the broker too. Cause I know mm -hmm. one big question that people have is like, Oh, you guys don't really have a broker. Like your broker is not in Wichita. So how are they going to help you with what you're doing? Chris Cribb, who's technically out of Kansas city and their entire support team has actually helped with all these questions. The agents have, what about this? What about this? What about this? Mm -hmm. Like, EXP has got a really good support team for transaction settlement, for broker advice, for registration. Like they have the support staff that's set up. So even though it's a cloud rate based brokerages, people tend to think like you're not going to get any support because there's other cheaper brokerage options around town and available that don't provide the services and the support I need because I'm willing to pay for the support and the services I need. So EXP provides that good like middle ground value of like, yeah, you got to pay them. Of course you got it. Like right. you got to pay for it. It's a business still. Right. And you need, like, I, I recognize this. Like, I don't think most agents recognize this. Like who you work with needs to make money. If they don't make money, how are they going to provide you what you need? Right. Like, I want them to be profitable. I need them to be profitable. Just like I do too. It's not this greedy, selfish salesperson attitude where it's like, how much money can I make? Like, right. it's how much can we benefit mutual beneficial arrangements? And like, and I know you need to make money from doing that. It's just got to be a fair arrangement and amount. So yeah, um, no, you are the support team is more than I thought it would be. Yeah, no, absolutely, Ben. And <clears throat> that support team, it brings that aspect of community and culture and teamwork, mm -hmm. which is <clears throat> excuse me, which is, uh, you know, kind of rare, sadly, in this industry. Yeah. And Ben, you know, when it comes to business and drawing the line between work and play and boundaries, you know, what's your secret? How do you how do you have this work life balance? Schedule <laughs> and being just ridiculously committed to using your schedule. Mm -hmm. um, like the other day, I think it was my sister's asked me, like, what do you have going on this weekend? Or what do you have going on tomorrow? Or this and that is like, I don't know. Like, because I use my schedule that ridiculously that I don't try to use this thing for memory. This thing <laughs> is not meant for memory. Like it is meant for critical thinking and problem solving, mm -hmm. not trying to remember everything that's on my schedule. Cause like, if you look at my schedule, I'll show you like it's broken down, like in 15 minute increments, how the hell am I supposed oh, wow. to remember all 25 things I'm going to do off the top of my head, unless I just follow my schedule. Right. I don't know if you can see that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes, I can. 
and I'm just that dedicated to my mm-hmm. schedule to where like, and honestly, it looks like it's like, oh my gosh, that's so much, but it's like, actually, it's really freeing because I don't have to remember anything. If it's on my right. schedule, it exists. If it's mm-hmm. not, I don't. Like it's that black and white so that I actually am more free in my head to think about things because I'm not trying to use it as a memory bank. And like, mm-hmm. this is kind of where, like, without getting on too much of a sidebar, like our traditional schooling has like fooled us into thinking like, if you can memorize things, you're smart. Mm-hmm. Like if you can, cause our imagination, our creativity is what actually is our most powerful tool. And it's like anything that a machine can do, like remember things is being done. And like, I want to be telling the machines to do what to do. And then I do the human things, which is imagination, creativity, personal connection, emotions. Like that's really what you need to be doing, which is some of the hardest work that you can do. But it's also what I coach and teach people how to do. If you're willing to go there, a lot of people are not willing to get personal. And this is a very personal business. So. Right. No, you're, you're in the business of selling homes, but more so you're in the business of, um, you know, people and making those relationships and connections, Ben, and, um, moving on to talk to you thing about things, all, uh, all things icon. That's sure. what my brain wanted to say. Um, yeah. let's talk a little bit about production in your market in Wichita, right? What's the average housing price look like? How many do you or your team have to sell to be able to cap out? Uh, so our average price point is 215000 In order for us to cap out, I think it's like $1.6 million or something like that. It's really not that much. And it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like a lot, but you'd be surprised how many agents struggle to make that amount. Yeah. Um, so like this year, we have 78 closed so far. We have 14 pending, and it's July, and we're on pace to be doing 150. Um, within the last two months, we're definitely going through a restructuring on everything. Um, but like my cap resets in November and I should have it done at least by the end of December on everything. I used to make a big deal about it anymore, but now it's like, once you hit a level and it's an expectation, like now you're doing the work. Yeah. It's more like, yeah, I just, I do that. Like it's what I do. Like, um, and for my team, you know, they have a different cap. Their cap is eight grand, you know, a piece until we get the mega icon, then it's four grand Mm -hmm. and all that. Um, but it's, it's not as much as you think to cap out, but it is because like we're a lower price point. So we have more units than most other markets on everything. Um, but it's also like we get tons of leads, tons of opportunity over here. Like if you're looking at joining a team, because there's a lot of I'm just going to put it out there. There's a lot of poser teams around Wichita who say they're a team just to throw the name team on there. But that team doesn't really provide anything valuable. Like mm-hmm. we got 800 leads in last month. We have 350 coming in this month. And it's like that's the thing that agents really need the most is opportunities. You might have structure, guidance, training, all that, but if you have no opportunities, what are you going to apply it to? And that's what we provide like here at Team Home Hero for anybody looking to come over here or join this. Like we actually have the real opportunities for you to use and experience like your training on because you could get trained to the teeth on things, but if you're not using it, you don't have any opportunities to use it. So what? Like, and that's what I found a lot of these teams or brokerages don't provide because they don't want to. And they don't know how to, or they don't have the money to, because it's expensive. It costs money. So like I tell most people that look at joining my team, it's like, I will provide more to you, but I expect more out of you. Like if I'm going to provide you these leads, opportunities, everything, I expect you to work them too. And I expect you to commit to a work schedule that most realtors don't want to commit to. And it's like, but if you want to make it or not, like, it's not really up to me. I'm just showing you the path to do it. So right. uh, yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, I, no, it does. That's awesome. So moving on from production, Ben, there is more 
than just selling homes and commission and all of that to iconing. You also have a cultural commitment as well. So giving back to EXP, mentoring, teaching, whatever, still have the hiccups. Oh my goodness. Whatever that involves. So Ben, what's your cultural commitment and why do you choose to go with that? Uh, so attending the events, so like EXP con shareholder summit, um, those ones, and then the mentoring side of things. Um, the mentoring side of things, just because I always look at this for anybody who joined my team and anybody that I mentor is like, I remember how hard it is, was and is to make it in this industry and not feeling like you had anybody in your corner encouraging you, supporting you, really guiding you, like telling you all the good stuff you're doing. Because the biggest thing that we do in our team and me as a mentor is like the coaching is based on feedback. And most of the time, people are not accounting for how many good things they're doing and how much they got right and how much they are doing well. Like we're so critical, so hard on ourselves. We just want to beat ourselves. Oh, I could have done this. I could have done this. Like, how about we look at the eight things you did right in that call or that situation, whatever. And like, yeah, we're going to work on the two. But really what we need to be doing more than anything is like accentuate the positive. Like, look at all these good things you did that you're not giving yourself credit for because you're beating yourself up so hard. I appreciate the high standard of expectation you have on yourself, but give yourself some slack. Jeez. Like, you know, you're looking at me. who has been doing it for seven years, comparing yourself to me. You've been doing it for like seven days and you will expect to do it the same way as the guys who do it for seven years in seven days. Like make progress. So the biggest thing that I help people to really focus on is like, here's the progress you're making. Here's the skills you're building. Here's everything you're doing right. Like, yes, we need to work on these things, redirect the negative, but that mentoring side of things, coaching side of things, because like I remember when I was in that place and I felt lost and I felt like no one was there, like in my corner, encouraging me, supporting me, all that. Like, you know, in a true way, because I don't want to live in a false positive where you just like you see this a lot where realtors come in with all kinds of ego and all kinds of cockiness. And I'm like, based on what what sales skills do you have? What value do you have? What do you actually know? What track record experience like? justify me your cockiness. I love you if you're cocky and it's justified. If it's not, I'm like, you suck. And everyone else is saying that too, but you don't realize that. Right. But most of the time, like people are doing more things right and like having more success than they realize, but they're measuring it in terms of money. Mm-hmm. If you measure all of your success in terms of like, well, where's my paycheck? Where's my money? How come I'm not making any money? It's like, well, look at the skills you're building. Look at the relationships you're building. Look at your progress and realize like you're getting wins. They're just not right. all monetary wins. Because if you're coming into this from that start to be like, I need to make money now and fast and all this, like you're going to get discouraged. You're going to get frustrated and you're going to quit. One of my early on coaches was telling me that he was saying, like, if you focus on results, you're going to get frustrated. If you focus on the process, getting good at what you're doing, you're going to get results. So I just look at the process and I help people realize, like, what you're doing works. Just keep doing it. Here's all the good things you did. Here's what we need to work on. But Coaching a lot of times has to do with helping people point these things out, see that. And a lot of it I've found is like keeping people in a positive headspace to keep going with this, even if they're not making any money, because we're so money motivated. And I'm not saying all realtors like our employees are too. If you don't get a paycheck every two weeks, keep coming. You're probably not going to keep showing up to that job. So like this is a completely different environment. You have to like retrain yourself to think about your human reward system of everything to keep going with it all. And to do it confidently, like not at a place of ego, like true confidence. So just that coaching side of things, I think, is where I have a unique value to bring to people because I've been there. I've done it. Like, I know what you're going through. It, it sucks. It's hard. Like, 
you're special and unique, but the situation you're dealing with is not special and unique as much as like we like to think it is. It's not like we all deal with the same things going through this industry. Absolutely. And Ben, um, you know, what's your favorite part about iconing? Because <clears throat> there's you get your cap back in stock. You know, mm -hmm. you get the opportunity to go to XPCon and shareholders. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot that goes into iconing, a lot of benefits. So why is it you're on your list of goals every year? Why do you mm -hmm. put the effort in and what benefit do you enjoy the most? I think it's... It's honestly, it's what every human being has to look forward to, which is fulfillment of like your potential. And it's a recognition of that um, because, and I find this with most brokerages, most realtors, and, you know, if there's not a ranking system, like what's it worth? Like, and so Icon kind of puts you into like the guys that are legit, the girls, the guys, whatever, like the people that are legit, the people that are actually selling houses that actually know what they're doing because You've seen this time and time again. There's a lot of posers in this industry. There's a lot of fakers. There's a lot of like disingenuine people who are trying to fake it till they make it and act like they're good. But it's like, but what are you backing it up with? So since there's a designation that says like, hey, this person actually sells houses. This person's actually good at what they do because it's it's very like disrespectful, discouraging, like kind of pisses you off when you're a really good realtor. And then you have a new know nothing realtor is trying to lump themselves in the same category with you. And I'm like, bro, we are not at the same. Do not be saying like you're the same as me because there's a difference here and there just needs to be a healthy respect. And whether or not people agree with that or not, everyone looks at it and recognizes and sees it. So it's like being that there's it means something like when you reach the icon level. And so it's like high performers want that designation. They want the ranking system. The only people that don't want ranking systems or recognition are the people who aren't winning. Like and so it's just having that winning culture and status levels that a hierarchy you can move yourself up through, I think is important for any high performance work culture period, not even just realtors and whether or not humans want to admit that to themselves, we all do that. It's a social status thing. We want to climb the social status ladder, all of that. So I guess just getting the recognition you deserve for the work you put in and how much like time, energy, effort, money, sacrifice you have to make to get to these levels. It's just EXPs making at a point to be like, these are the badasses. Like, you know, we're not like, these aren't the chumps that are trying to make it. Like these are the badasses. So I guess that's probably why it's on my goal. It's also why I want to get more people on that goal. Cause it's like, I want you to be legit, real and good at this. Cause there's a lot of fakers and posers and like, I'm big on truth. I'm big on being genuine and authentic, which is good, which is why people are attracted to me. But then when I expected of you, like I expose people that aren't legit, aren't real. And like the, the that's the only people that don't like it. If you're cool, you're legit, you're good. You have no problem being transparent, genuine, authentic. If you're a faker and you want to hide behind this mask that you have, that's not real. Mm -hmm. I don't stand for that shit. So yeah, no, absolutely. I I love the transparency, Ben. It's it is an elite status. Only top two percent of agents in this company, out of like eighty three thousand, are able to obtain that. So, yeah. um, you know, for it being such an elite status, and somebody coming in and you know, kind of picking at the mentorship side of your brain. You know, as a new real estate agent or somebody that's new to EXP, is iconing possible for them within their first year? How do they accomplish such a goal? Um, you know, yeah, where I just do did we... the math on it. You said 83,000 agents and that's 2% of the uh -huh. population. So that's 1660 agents in all EXP. Wow. Maybe it's top 3% because that shareholders, you said there's 2,400. 2,400. So, but that's still. It's probably, it's probably still growing because EXP is growing. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they're they're making it even more of an elite status. Yeah. You know, they're kind of raising the bar here. Um, so as a, as a first time, I like data. Yeah. Um, so as a first time real estate agent with EXP, a rookie or somebody that's been in the game for a while, what does it take for them to icon? Commitment, dedication, um, following a schedule like what I was just showing you there, and measuring like measuring your activity plans and your action plans. And because this is the biggest thing I see from a lot of agents is it's it's sometimes it's a lack of, lack of effort and actions because you can measure that. How many calls are you making? How many outreaches are you making? Even if you have no leads, none of that. Like, what are you doing? Like, like literally you have to get honest and transparent yourself. What are you doing in a day and where is the benefit coming from it? Like, what time are you setting aside to actually commit to this? So to answer your question, yes, it is possible for somebody to icon in the first year. Is it going to take an all-out, ruthless, dedication, commitment that you've never never done before? Also, yes. Are most people willing to commit to that and actually do that? No. So is it possible? Yes. Will a lot of people do it? No, because they're not willing to commit to that. Just Because I think people look at like where I'm at in my business, and I wish they could have followed me around when I first started. Like How many weekends I gave up? How many evens, evenings I gave up? How many phone calls I made? Like Really quantifying how much work I did in a day. Cause like when I sold 64 in 2020, like with me and a TC, that's easy to see and hear, or to, it's easy to hear those numbers. But what you didn't see was like the Saturdays at eight in the morning when I'd answer the phone call right away, or the Sundays at eight in the morning when I answer the phone call right away, or seven o'clock at night on a Saturday, or it'd be like, I got nothing going on this Saturday, but now I'm showing three or four houses and I got to drop it at the dot at the dime of a hat to go do that. And I can't be like, Oh, I got, you know, pickleball. I wanted to go play. Or I was working out. I'm sorry. I can't show that house. Hey, I'm going to show this house. My workout clothes. Is that okay with you? Like, I'm going to be there in two seconds and I'm going to be there for you when you need me. Sure. Because if you don't, like the truth is they'll go to someone else. So right. it sounds cool. It sounds awesome to sell at many houses, but you got to look at the personal sacrifice I put into that too. Oh, yeah. I recognize that, that. I just don't think many um, agents fully take into account like the the true cost of this, like the, sac mm -hmm. the personal cost, like they try to negotiate it and it's like, it's not a negotiation. Like you want to be successful. You have to just pay the price of what it takes, you know, to get there. So I think it's possible your first year in real estate, you just have to have that level of commitment and dedication mm -hmm. to do it. Um, and I guess you have to have the ability because if you got, you know, kids at home and other commitments and responsibilities that you need to be there for, I totally respect that and appreciate it. And it's what you, where you need to be, but also it's kind of like, don't set yourself up for such high goals and then you can't, meet them and then you get demoralized and quit it's like maybe you need to hit icon your second year right. really like what i've been doing lately and what i get people to look at is like you really should be looking at this from a 10-year career standpoint mm -hmm. not how much money can i make in my first year like because then you go make fifty thousand instead of a hundred thousand and you think you're a failure when all reality like you're the 0.01 percent that makes it in real estate when you right. make fifty thousand in your first year and or let's say you make twenty thousand in your first year. Most realtors don't make a lot. Like I think I made six grand on commissions in my first year. I sold my four flip houses, you know, which is a different separate thing. Um, but like I have one realtor on my team right now, um, Jared Nider, who has sold twelve houses in his first year. He started in January with us, and he was at a corporate job before. I set him up on a launch plan. He got in January and he's just now starting to take off. Like his first two, three months, he didn't sell anything. And 
he knew that he was okay with that, but he saw the progress he's making and he committed to the long-term vision of what this can be. Right. So I think if people take more of a 10 year approach to this industry and this career of getting to icon year after year, after year, after year, instead of taking such a short-term approach with it, mm-hmm. um, they're going to be more successful in this. They're going to be a long-term icon, not a bottle rocket icon. Where it's like, yeah, you made icon one year and then you fell apart. I'm like, where are you now? Like right. so build a long-term sustainable business and the icon just recognized that repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. But you got to build for the long term with this business that's not just a sales job or, you know, any other job. It's a career in a profession that you got to commit to from 10 years. So I think if you take that long term approach, it's not a matter of can you do it in your first year? Or can you do it? It's like look at the big picture to get there long term, mm-hmm. not just like short term immediately with everything. Yeah. And then, you know, we talked on some of the the amenities like collaboration, rev share, uh, stock mm-hmm. options. And so were you ever skeptical of EXP like it was too good to be true in a way? Um, not so much too good to be true. Like I knew it was there um, from the rev share because rev share is a good option. But what I've seen with rev share is it's in recruiting at EXP, it's very misunderstood because it's all predicated on you being able to sell houses first you can't sell houses, you're not going to be able to recruit that well or get that much rev share. Because what I've seen with recruiting is you have to have an ongoing value proposition for people so that they can sell houses when they come in here. You recruit them and they don't sell houses, you ain't making squat on rev share. So you got to get good at selling houses first, then you get good at recruiting. And like my mentor, Adam Bailey, who's got 2,400 agents in his market or in his downline and does really good, as he calls it modern team building. And that's where he's been one of the fastest growing um networkers in there because he's building it on building a team not just recruiting people he's actually building a system with exp that helps people be successful long term and like he's building just a modern team of agents nationwide he's not just looking at this from a standpoint like how do i recruit this person and get rich off of one person you know Mm -hmm. you recruit people who recruits people who build teams and it's all built on the foundation of selling houses really well on everything so i wasn't necessarily skeptical of exp and how it worked is more just my thought process like i think like any agent like can i do that am i good enough will i get to that point and i saw exp as being a platform (laughs) that serviced me for where i'm currently at which is buying Mm -hmm. some houses but had a long-term plan for me too for building in revenue share but once i built enough value and had enough credibility to actually have people like sponsor and come with me because what you really got to be asking yourself if you're looking to recruit someone to exp is like why would they join you over someone else at EXP? Why wouldn't they just go join Kyle Whistle or Justin Nelson or someone else who has a better ongoing value proposition than you? What can you right. provide that's different and better than them? Because it's not just about recruiting and sponsoring and throwing people in here. It's the mm-hmm. ongoing value proposition you have long term. And that's usually based on like my local team I'm going to recruit to or the fact that it's like, hey, I can coach you and teach you how to make a team, how to lead a team, all the things I've gone through. Like, you're going to get that value coaching for me on a personal level, as opposed to like Adam, who's so far distant. Adam can't really coach on a personal level. Like I can't. Right. Like, we're not going to have as much of a personal connection with him. Nothing against mm-hmm. you. We've got 2,400 agents in his downline. Like, how's he supposed to work with all of them? He's not going to. So mm-hmm. it's just a matter of how much like personal connection and touch and value you can have with those people. So I wasn't skeptical yeah. of the opportunity. It was more so a belief in myself to make it. And I think if most people look at this, they'll probably say it's the same thing. It's not that they don't believe it's true and it's possible. It's just, can they do it? It's mm-hmm. usually the biggest like inner like doubt that they have. Cause 
the number one like human affliction you have. Like, am I good enough? Am I enough? But yeah. we're not going to get into all that life coaching stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And Ben, I know you've got a call here. So for my last question, um, you know, why should somebody come over to EXP? If they're looking at the greener grass, they, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they seem skeptical. They hear things like it's a pyramid scheme or a cult. Why should they finally make that move? <laughs> Sorry, I just I have to laugh because like I've heard it so many times and I just realize how undeveloped people are when they're that way. And like, I try to empathize with them, but I remember when I was that way too. I was just very close minded, very stubborn, very just hard to get through for that until I, mm-hmm. I had enough pain in my life. So I was like, all right, I'm finally willing to listen to people who obviously have more success than me, more fruit on the tree. Um, so anybody that's skeptical, I guess the biggest thing I would say is like, definitely look at who you're joining, who's recruiting you to EXP and their track record of success with sales and who they are as a person. And, you know, this honestly is legit advice because it may not benefit me. You might go join Kyle Whistle or some other bigger network than me. You might go join some downline that's different than mine when I'm giving you this advice, but definitely evaluate who you join with EXP because who you join and their network and their association matters. Like it's not just EXP, it's the network and organization and your sponsor. And I would ask Mm -hmm. your sponsor, what is your ongoing plan for me? Like when you sponsor me and get me in here. What are you going to do ongoing, not just slam me in here and be like, all right, thanks, see you, bye. It's the same thing as like when a listing signs with you or or a buyer signs with you. Okay, you signed me. Now what are you going to do? How are you going to actually get me what I want out of this? Um, So I think that's probably the the biggest thing to talk to whoever your sponsor is. Or if you're looking at recruiting and sponsoring people, put this in your mind of like, what is my long-term plan for my recruits, my people? How am I going to make them successful? What did they get out of this? Because at the end of the day, that's all they care about. And if you sell them on EXP and you recruit them and you get them in here and then you sold them a bill of goods and you can't deliver on the value after the fact, they're not going to like EXP and they're not going to like you and like, don't do it. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Like that's Mm -hmm. not what actually builds this business long-term sustainably. But I think that's why EXP has been growing so well so fast is because most of the people who are actually getting it and making it and building big, businesses organizations like justin and adam and kyle whistles they have an ongoing value proposition where exp is the exp is the platform to build that community on exp is a really good platform for that but it's way more than just like hey i'm gonna slam people in exp and hopefully they make it like so that's probably my most genuine transparent advice that may or may not benefit me but i'd rather be a real legit person than you know try to sell you on a bill of goods like some other brokerages that i won't name do I know we we're not recruiting, right? We're, we're attracting. We want somebody that we sponsor that will do the work. We don't just want anybody coming over here, even though EXP is for everyone. Um, you know, every sponsor isn't right for everybody looking to come over. And, um, the biggest thing that I think I got tired of is, and this is kind of what really got me to look at EXP was the brokers as that before had no ongoing value proposition for me as a team lead to recruit. So it's like, if I go bring in these agents, I go bring these people and I develop them, I train them, I coach them, I build them, and then they leave or they do something else or they decide to go their own ways, even on a happy ending, I, as the team lead, I'm just left hanging with nothing. And I get nothing for all of this I just put into that person. Like, is that really fair? No, it's not. Like, so I really saw it as a way to not screw myself over, essentially. Because like, if I put all this training, development, encouragement, mindset work into you, like, I can't like take that away from you. Like when you leave. And then when you go leave, like you're going to benefit for, from that for the rest of your life. 
And when you up and leave and there's no incentive like there for the bathroom, it makes you not want to do it because you're like, well, this person just got all this benefit value. And like, what did I get as a team lead for recruiting, and bringing in the brokerage, all these things like nothing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like that. Or I got I got peanuts on, you know, the profit of it. Mm-hmm. Be careful. But you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the incentive's not there to grow, to build a team, to mm-hmm. recruit. Like, I mean, I'll just say it is recruiting, but the incentive's got to be there for recruiting. It's got to be fair for both sides of it. There has to be enough compensation, reward, whatever you want to call it, to be fair on both sides. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of agents or salespeople or young, immature people are only looking at it from the standpoint of, what do I get? What's in it for me? Instead of thinking, like, whoever I'm working with, whoever I'm, like, going to, like, they got to benefit, too. There's got to be a mutual fair exchange, not just all one-sided. Absolutely. But- I I love it. I think this has been an awesome episode, Ben. I love the transparency. Um, Are you going to be at EXPCon in October? Yep, sure. Cool. Well, I'll plan on catching up with you there, kind of see what things have uh, maybe changed in your business in such a short amount of time. And do you have anything you'd like to leave the listeners with today as we wrap it up? Nope. I I, I said no, but now I'm going to. (laughs) (laughs) It happens every episode. I'd probably say just keep the main thing the main thing. And right now, depending on when you're watching this, is the market shifts going on mm-hmm. with everything. And in a lot of ways, it's not really a market shift. It's just a return back to what I call normal real estate, which at the end of the day, like you got to connect with people. You got to do it on a personal level, one to one to one to one to one to one, not just like how fast can I slam people in houses? How quick can I respond? It's like having that personal touch that keeps people at the core. If you keep people at the core of this, you will do business for the rest of your life. Because even if the market's up, People are selling houses, markets down, people are buying houses. As long as you're the one exchanging them and you have a personal connection. I know it sounds cliche, but it goes back to relationships as a realtor. But this is probably my biggest like thing to leave the industry with, if you will, is that it's not just relationships. You got to be good at servicing those relationships, because if you can't service the relationship, you're not going to have a relationship with that person. If you can't get the job done as a realtor, can't get the house sold, can't be good at buying it you're not going to have a good relationship. There's too many realtors, I think, who are banking so hard on relationships that they're not actually being good at what they do. And it leads realtors to have a bad name. Mm-hmm. Like, because like this realtor, I like the person, but they don't know what they're doing at all. They can't get me what they want. And that's what leads us to have a bad like rap as an industry. So right. yes, it's good to have relationships. opening doors. Like, so work on your skills, build your skills. Mm-hmm. You have those skills. You're going to make it in any market. Um, but you got to show up to practice. You got to put in the work. You got to put in the time, just like any other major profession. So if you're looking at like a one year, can I icon? Yes, it's possible. You're probably not going to, but commit to a 10 year vision of doing this. So you can get paid like a doctor, a lawyer, a professional yeah. by year 10, because mm-hmm. all of them have to go through the same 10 year process. Guess what you do too. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Ben, I think this has been an awesome episode. I look forward to catching you up, catching up with you in Vegas. And um, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. We will talk to you soon. Sounds great. See you, Diana. Thanks, Ben. Bye. Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Spear Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. 
Spear Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistance. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. 